I hope we're going to have some gratuitous sex and violence. You guys always bring me the very best violence. No relationship. No emotion. Just sex. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Gratuitous Sex and Violence. My name is Orlando. And I'm Ned. And we're here to discuss another movie. Tonight's movie is Society, a 1989 American body horror film directed by Brian Usna and starring Billy Warlock, Devin DeVasquez, Evan Richards, and Ben Meyerson. This movie is available for streaming for free if you have Amazon Prime. It's also available on Flix Fling. Now, Fling. now I Ned, I uh, just wanted to ask you, have you ever seen this movie before? I have not. The, unlike, uh, unlike the past few discussions we've had, I am going into this one completely cold. Like, cold to the extent of when you... Uh, asked me about the movie I had not heard about it so and, and you say that you're not a big horror person in general yeah no I mean I I am somebody who definitely can appreciate mm-hmm. well done horror mm-hmm. um, and like a well made horror film right um, but I I don't necessarily seek it out like I mean for one thing it's like there's there's definitely there's horror and there's slasher films yeah so, that's true like you know, I you know I, I like me some blood and gore, but like I don't like slasher film right. levels of gore. Right. And then also I don't like I, I I don't I don't always like being startled. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't <laughs> yeah. like I, yeah I'm an anxious person. I'm a very anxious person, and uh, so horror films definitely I think you know hit hit that anxious spot in me that I know is fun for a lot of people, but isn't always that much for me a little bit. You know what I mean? Well, this movie is. Uh, Body horror. So yeah. body horror um, is kind of like a David Cronenberg movie. In fact, this has a lot of some sim- sim- similarities with uh, David Cronenberg's work. Okay. Uh, Have like, you ever uh, seen any of his movies? Oh uh, yeah, I was actually gonna say. So like when you say body horror, because I've heard that term a few times right. before. Can you give me like a few examples of like a body horror of, films? Uh, yeah, like like just like three or four body horror films. Well, like let's the, talk the, about the three or four most well known. Say. The Fly, probably David Cronenberg. I haven't seen that. I, I feel like any an example I'm going to give you is going to be a Cronenberg uh, example. Uh, Shivers. Even, have you ever seen Shivers? I have not seen that, and I'm guessing. I'm guessing not. Not that I fully understand the context, but from the murmurings of her, I've heard of it, I'm guessing the Human Centipede is is body horror, right? That has elements of body horror. Elements, into it. but but it's not quite full on body I, horror. Yeah, that one's a little too. Um, I don't know. That might be a little bit too pornographic. I don't know. Okay. Because okay. that one's like really, really schlocky. I mean, body horror is pretty schlocky. Yeah. Basically, body horror is about um, things that affect the human body in weird and twisted ways. Okay. Like, for example, in The Fly, um, you, you get to see Jeff Goldblum transform into this hideous fly monster. Okay. That's body horror. And in Shivers... Like the people who are infe- infested, like they basically these giant slugs like go into their bodies and cool. and turn them into 
and to infested individuals. All right, so so definitely watch these on an empty stomach is what you're saying. They're like, pretty gross um, yeah. overall. Yes. Okay, great. I'm, I, I, I mean, I, I have to say, from what you're describing, this sounds like the worst possible variation of horror of them all for me, for my sensibilities. But I'm game. I'm excited. I'm ready to do this. So this movie is also a satire, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to watch it, especially since this is the year the Parasite was a big hit on the award circuit and um, and I loved Parasite, Parasite is amazing. Yeah. This movie has a lot of those same themes which I'm excited to, to delve into. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, are you ready to delve into society? I, ge- I guess. I guess. <laughs> I mean, it sounds horrible but yeah, I'm ready. I'm All ready. Right. So, Let's do this. So we're going to break to watch the movie now and uh, if you guys at home want to play along, uh, just watch the movie uh, and then we'll be back in a second and we'll talk about it. So see you on the other side. See ya. I hope we're going to have some gratuitous sex and violence. You guys always bring me the very best violence. No relationship. No emotion. Just sex. All right, welcome back. We have just seen Society. Yeah, we sure fucking have. (laughs) Oh, boy. Now, uh, the irony isn't lost on me that uh, we picked a movie, or I picked a movie, um, that's based in California right after I came back from a trip to California. Yeah, no, it's very, very, very West Coast. But, um, (laughs) yeah, so, yeah, what... What are your initial thoughts on it? Oh boy! First reactions. Yeah, real, real first reactions here. <laughs> um, I'm definitely, <laughs> I'm your first body horror experience. A little, a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think. Uh, yeah, it's like it's really. It was interesting. It yeah. was. It was interesting. Um, there was something a little. Uh, yeah, I, I I appreciated the camp of it a little right. bit. I definitely mm-hmm. appreciated that it, it definitely was a, a a more lighthearted kind of yeah film in many ways. Satirical, yeah, definitely satirical, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, and and like the you know obviously it's like you know it's it's like late eighties, so you know the effects are you know they are what they are, but like yeah, it's it's kind of interesting how kind of goofy it felt like it ended right. up getting by the end of the movie because like. The imagery that they were going for at the very beginning, because obviously the movie's sort of, uh, you know, it's it, it, it comes at it from the angle of this very alienated person mm-hmm. who's just so, like, you know, who's very disaffected and, uh, you know, has all these suspicions about his entire life and surroundings. And, and they really, you know, they really do start off by, like, uh, kind of, you know, by like building a lot of tension around, like you know, the the imagery of like you know worms inside the apple right. he's eating, mm-hmm. and like you know, like and you know the, the the kind of the fear of like stuff bursting out from under right. the skin and stuff like that, which is which like that kind of horror like freaks me the fuck out, yeah. and so I was very much dreading like when all of that comes to a head. Right. So there was, so so like just as far as like my own personal like just viewing experience, I was a little more grateful that by the end of it, it all kind of went into this weird sort of more like claymation kind of stuff mm-hmm. with like literal butt heads and stuff like that. <laughs> like definitely like fucked up and, and, and wacky 
and 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 disturbing, but like also definitely a little more like yeah, just like it really got very zany and very like over the top, and like every other line was a fucking pun by the end of the and movie. And I think you even mentioned it at one point that um, it was more surreal than straight up horror. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, I was I was thinking about that as we were watching it about about the relationship between surrealism and horror because there's there is I think I'm 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 re- I'm kind of realizing now like how how much surrealism does yeah. kind of ta- you know how how much realis- surrealism and horror definitely go hand in hand mm-hmm. in terms of the fact that like you know I think losing grip with reality is a very horrifying yeah, thing. So it, it makes a lot of sense that that's a tool that filmmakers can use. And it's about, I think, I feel like successful horror is always about hope in the unseen. Yeah. And that's like that. The unseen is that part of your imagination that where surrealism, you know, really yeah. exists. Yeah. I think so, that makes a lot of sense. So, so yeah. Um, I, I, what else? I'm trying to think what are, what are hot takes? Um, um well, we could talk a lot about it a, a little more, um, when we yeah. delve into the themes here in a second. Yeah, but, for sure. Absolutely. But before we keep going, I do want to play some trivia. So are you ready to play some trivia about society? Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we will, we will see, we will see how much information I absorb whilst in a state of, uh, in, in a little bit of a state of uh, fright or flight, I guess you could say. Fight or fright, flight, fuck, fuck. <laughs> you know what, y'all know what I'm saying. All right, let's do this. All right, great. So the like last time, or like we usually do, this is going to be five questions plus a bonus question, and I'm trying to put them in ascending order of like you know least hard to most hard. Dope, dope, dope. So uh, we're going to start you off easy. Okay. Question number one: What kind of car does Billy, our protagonist, drive? Uh, he drives a Jeep. A Jeep. Yeah. Jeep Wrangler, to be more specific. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I, I went, I went for the, I went for the basic. I knew I wouldn't fuck up the first part. But Jeep is, I'm is not correct. a cars guy. So I mean, most people I would call that. that a Jeep. Yeah. You know? yeah. All right, cool. Um, but here's a bonus point to this first question. Okay. If you can tell me what the license plate was on the Jeep. Uh, you mean like the whole, the whole license, the, the whole number? What did it say on the on the license plate? It wasn't a number. That's a clue. It's just a word. Okay. I don't know if you caught it. That's a good question. I don't know why. I I remember noticing another license plate in the movie, mm-hmm. like uh, the license plate on Shauna's car. I was just oh. like, oh, that's weird. That's a California plate. Like, not like I remember right. the number off her car or anything, but I don't know why. I was just like, Hers oh, that's was a, a real, number, a real, right? a real fucking really a license plate. plate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, no. It was hoops. Hoops. Which is kind of connected because the first time we meet him, they're playing basketball. Yeah, he's, he's a basketball guy. He's a sports jock, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the license plate said hoops. Okay. But hoops. you got that one. You know that. You know that's a that's a freebie right there. Yeah, so that yeah, yeah. You got me the first question. Got, got me a few delegates locked <laughs> down. You might say. So All right. Good. So we're gonna do, go with uh, question number two. Mm-hmm. This one should also be pretty easy. What items does Milo, the best friend, place inside Billy's locker and Jeep to freak him out? All right. In uh, in his locker, he puts like a fake shrunken head type mm-hmm. thing. Uh, in the jeep, uh, so he 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 puts in a blow up uh, a a you know a, sort of a full size blow up doll that is labeled uh, Clarissa. Clarissa, yeah, yeah, and and a uh, 
and a Ken doll uh, labeled Bill <laughs> that is stuffed inside of its mouth. Boom, boom, ding, 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 you got it. What up? Congrats. YOLO swag. Yeah, my, I mean, what the fuck, Milo? <laughs> yeah, man, that's some fucked up shit. Yo, 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 your friend is freaking out. He's like, he's being all like, yo, my family's like in a weird incest society. And then you go and do that. Right. Like, come on, man. No, you're not helping the situation. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I'm only your best friend when it's convenient to you. Yeah, <laughs> man. Uh, they, they had some shit to work out. I was I was glad Milo was ride or die by the end. Yeah, um, I'm glad they glad they sorted it out. He was good comic relief. Yeah, did. they they realized they realized the common enemy. Bros before hoes, man. Society. All right, so here's question number three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is near the beginning of the movie. What was the debate question posed to Billy regarding at the very beginning? Uh, it was regarding the dress code. Correct. Boom. Congratulations. Okay. See, okay. I'm knowing All the right. things. Uh, yeah, doing really well for this that, one. That moment. That moment was a little confusing to me because I, I, because firstly, he didn't actually ask him a question. There was uh-huh. no actual question asked. It was just like they were standing there. There was all this like hooting and hijinks right. going on. And then he's like, Billy, talk about the dress code. And I was like, <laughs> say what about the dress yeah, code? Like, I didn't understand the context. What's your position? Of, and, yeah. yeah. Well, and also because the thing is like, you know, obviously because they start off by establishing that Billy is, um, you know, is like a, a basketball player, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and the fact that he was debating this guy Milo, who's like a little more, you know, looked a little more like a square, had glasses, and you know, was wearing like you know a blazer over a sweater. So like I, so so I kind of had this like assumption that what they were trying to set up was like this weird kind of dynamic where Billy is like you know, a popular jock kind right. of guy and Milo is like a nerdy outcast and that seemed to be what they were playing into but then it turns out that Milo is like actually is on like the inner circle yeah. and 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 is and is like actually part of the prestige group and and so yeah that was a little confusing to me and, but, the and parents, I was, but the parents had a problem with him though at the beginning they didn't like Milo hanging around so he was and he wasn't yeah I guess because they went to the the high school I mean if you yeah. go to Beverly Hills High School oh wait, oh, wait sorry was, was my no no wait, sorry oh, who was the person he was debating against oh Petri Petri yeah Petri was uh, who I was talking who I was thinking of that just like he kind of they kind of like set him up to like look like a nerd and like right. Billy was he like did, oh yeah yeah, yeah this, this weirdo kid and. And right. yeah, and I and I didn't understand. Yeah, I didn't like kind of understand like where they were coming. Yeah, it was weird the way but they he was an the insider. dress code thing. But yeah, he he ultimately was was part of the yeah was part of the the inside crew the the the, the great ones quote unquote. So, so this next question is yeah. about Petri actually. Okay, cool. At Blanchard's funeral, where does Petri ask Billy to meet him? Oh, uh, it was near the gate of. Franklin Canyon? Correct! You got it! Ding, 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 ding! (laughs) During the film, I was like... I don't know why. I wasn't thinking about trivia, but I, I definitely forgot the name of the canyon at some point uh-huh. while I was watching the film, and I was like, "Oh wait, it's a canyon. What canyon was it again? <laughs> what California canyons do I know? So I'm glad that that came back to me. Yeah. Good yeah. job. Good job. So you are four for four. All right. Here All right. is the last question. Question oh number five. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. If I, if I win this. Oh, all my hopes and dreams. On the beach. All right. This is all for the bragging rights, by the way. Yeah. On the beach, there's a can of soda in the sand by the blanket. What kind of soda is it? 
had a little straw sticking out. Oh, oh God! Is this is this by the blanket that Billy and Shauna were lying yes. on? Yes. Yeah. Oh God, I'm trying. Oh. oh. It's no, very, the only the it's only very the prominent o- product placement. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, and I missed it because I was because I was too focused on the suntan. The sunscreen. <laughs> so I I missed I missed the soda for the sunscreen. So um yeah I I can't I can't. Pepsi Pepsi Cola. It was Pepsi. Okay, goddamn. It's Pepsi Cola. Yeah. But are you, you, are, really you a, well. are you a Coke person or a Pepsi person? I like uh, I like Coke better. Pepsi's yeah. a, uh, Pepsi's okay though. I like Pepsi, but it's yeah. a little sweeter than Coke. I like Coke. Is, is, it, is Pepsi sweeter? I feel it's a little sweeter than Coke. It's my huh. personal opinion. I don't know why. I, so I like. I, I always feel like Coke is. I always feel like Coke is sweeter, and that's why I prefer Pepsi. See, I don't. I don't. I don't think that. I think. I, wow. I feel like Coke has a, a bigger bite. Also, like it. It's a little harsher. It does. Yeah. Yeah. That. That. Uh, yeah. That I agree with. That's the thing. Pepsi. I. I felt like is less sweeter. Maybe it's a little duller too. Maybe I do like Coke. I always keep thinking maybe it's just the blue. You know, maybe it's just the blue. I yeah. think the blue of the Pepsi can is, is more comforting. Than but me. in in this movie, you know, it was the old '80s can, so it was like white with the yeah. uh, with the uh, blue and red um, ball. Yeah, I, I I completely do not remember it at all. Oh man, that's bad. But that here's news. a bonus question. Okay. Now this one is kind of tough. Okay. Um, okay. But maybe you'd know. I don't know. Maybe. The song predominantly used in the soundtrack is a parody of what British college's boating song? You just have to name the British college. Uh, well, oh, I feel like it's kind of cheating because I actually made a point of looking the song uh, after the film. <laughs> so, Eton College. Eton College, correct. And, and also, we were watching the movie with sub... Well, I guess if I didn't look it up, I don't know that I would have necessarily gotten it. Well, right. I guess if you said the word college, then I would have put two and two together. But, like, yeah, because they... The uh, the subtitles do identify the title of the song as the Eden, Eden, Eden Boating Song. Um... So yeah, Eaton College. Eaton College. So good job, you got the bonus. Thank you. Yeah, I had a, I had an alternate bonus, but I thought that one would have been a little bit easier, also. And uh, yeah, I'll give it to you, I'll give it to you anyway. Let, yeah, let let's say I don't get bonus credit unless I get both of them right. Okay. So right. the other bonus was what's the name of the body melding ceremony orgy thing? The shunting. The shunting. There we go. Okay. Okay. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. <laughs> So you did great in the trivia. Yeah, I feel congratulations. Good about it. You have bragging rights. I, I'm glad. I, I appreciate that. I, I it feels good. It feels good to have the right to brag. Let's talk a little bit more in depth about the movie now. Yeah, for sure. Um, I would say that this movie is pretty much the definition of stupid yet brilliant. Because it yeah. is, like you said, it is pretty zany and 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 weird and goofy. Yeah. But there is a lot of points that it's making. And that's why I think, like, um, as so as two people who have recently seen Parasite, just to see how Parasite is almost like a straight version of this type of story, talks yeah. talking about like the, the the division of class and, um, but anyway, so this this movie was a big success in Europe, not so much here in America. Yeah. Americans did not have a, a taste for it. 
Yeah, that's the thing. Like, like I said, I I I'd never heard. I I did not. I did not know that a horror film named Society existed mm-hmm. until you you proposed it for for the pod. It was so. released in 1989, um, but it wasn't released until 1992 in America. In the U.S. Yeah. Uh, did, it, so uh, so it released in Europe first. Yeah, released yeah. in Europe first. Uh, what what um from what uh, country does uh, the director hail? Uh, he's Filipino American. Okay. Which we are going to talk about him a little bit later. But first, I wanted to talk about the themes of the movie. Yeah. Um, what do you think were the big themes that the movie presented? Yeah. So, so definitely, there is, there, is, there is very clearly a whole class thing going on. Yes, class um, inequality. And, and, yeah, like, well, and also specifically just, like, um, a parent... It's definitely kind of going for, like, the, the idea of paranoia around class. Yes, social paranoia. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's, like, social paranoia. And, and I, I guess, in a way, there is something kind of prescient about about the idea of the idea of the idea of knowing that there's something rotten at the mm-hmm. core of like big quote society society right um but but you, but it's but it's so like horrible and unspeakable right. that like it's it's so hard to even wrap your head it's around it's literally what it a is. taboo and the yeah, movie and deals with like incest and shit exactly right? yeah and that's the thing is is the idea that like you can't you can't even speak out about right. what it is because it's just so wrong to even bring up the right. very idea that you know something is wrong mm-hmm. um which which is which is kind of a brilliant way to paint the yeah. idea of 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 class and and the idea of of trying to bring um, the the corruption behind, you know, the forces that control everything to light. So that that I think definitely the film wears on its sleeve. Um, um, the way that it connected, I feel also the the theme of teen teen alienation, which you mentioned a little a while yeah. ago. But I thought that that was a really clever way to because teenagers do feel that sort of sense of paranoia in a way they feel like everyone's out to get them especially like family members and then and then to like actually make that a reality in billy's world yeah um like the the relationship with the psychiatrist who says to him teenagers often feel alienated from their family and then at the end when he finds out that they are literally a different species altogether he's like you alien scum yeah it's kind of a play on that whole thing yeah and, and the callback to like right. the kids on the beach earlier right um yeah and uh <laughs> i i i really liked the line that billy had after he got out of the hospital and he's in the jeep and he says i'm not paranoid all the all my fears are real right um that was that was that was a good line yeah there, the movie is definitely full of good lines mm-hmm. um uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I really liked that. That was yeah. That that was definitely at the forefront of it. And yeah, I think uh, yeah, that was that was kind of that was something that hooked me about it. Um, especially because I felt like, um, I mean, maybe it is because I just finished a Buffy binge, but like right. the the beginning of the movie felt very Buffy the Vampire Slayer in a way, in mm. the sense of like you know campy horror style yeah. and stuff like that. Um, so for, and, and, uh, so for them to then go from that kind of like cold open to him having that therapy session where, where they are talking a lot about alienation Mm -hmm. and, and, and 
you know, just this kind of anxiety that right. he's having. Um, uh, yeah, that that opening that way definitely like really hooked me mm-hmm. and, and and made me really interested to be like, well, okay, like what what is this kid's deal? Right. Right. Um, yeah, definitely. And then the movie literally like climaxes with the rich eating the poor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the rich the rich eating and fucking the poor, and it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's yeah it, it, yeah. <laughs> And and it real and it really does like jump like eighty melding sharks as it does that but, right um, yeah yeah because it definitely goes very overboard. Um, but, do you, do you think that yeah. the satire is successful? That's a good question. I I would say ultimately. It it makes its point. It makes its point, and it makes its point clear. I think the movie doesn't try to be subtle about any of it. It doesn't. At all. Like, like how, ma- def- how many times does it say the line, you'll make a great contribution to society? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's very clear. And, and even just when one of the people in like the society party is like, we, we suck you poor off every right. day or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so it definitely, it, like I, I, by the end of the movie, I definitely felt like I had a very, very firm grasp of like what it was trying to say to me. Do you think? I don't know. I, don't know. Well, I guess. I guess. Okay. Let, let me let me turn that around. So okay. so 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 by what standard? Or what what would you say qualifies as like satire being a success versus being a failure? Well, my follow up question is kind of uh, going to um, address that. Address that because okay. My question. Uh, my follow up question is: Do you think that the satire got in the way of it being a horror movie? Ah, yeah. Now that that I think is a more interesting question because here's the thing. Again, like I said, there's kind of a part of me that was like glad that it got a little less scary right. as it progressed. Well, and was it became, ever scary? Did you? Was there a part of the movie where you actually felt like the that anxiety of horror movie? Um, I mean, I mean, really, like in a way, it was kind of at its highest point, like in the first, I would say, like maybe twenty to thirty minutes with mm-hmm. all of his like. Basically, like, any time they, like, showed, like, a, a close-up shot of, like, skin and something, like, kind right. of, you know, bubbling up under it, yeah. like, those were the moments that freaked me out the uh-huh. most, like, because that's just, like, you know, it's, like, the idea that anything is going to just, like, right. burst out of your skin Which at any is moment. pretty horrifying. Freaks me the fuck out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I think definitely sort of, like, once we kind of get past the halfway point, it, it becomes more of a thriller in a way mm-hmm. because like it becomes more about like that he's clearly on to some sort of a conspiracy, but you know, the conspiracy continues to spin its wheels and to cut him out of it. And I think the and satire also becomes more apparent as w- exactly in, in yeah. the, like the latter third of the movie. Yeah. And, and so, so I think, and, 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 and then that combined with the fact that then like the, the horror effects also then really do get dialed up to 11 right. by the end of the film. But again, it, it really does kind of look a lot more goofy. And again, it's all in service of this like kind of, you know, sort of hammering home this concept of the the rich society as being this like other species right. that, you know, just consume people and stuff like that. So, so yeah, by, by the time we get to that like final sequence in the house where they're like about to eat him, I wasn't. I wasn't really. I wasn't really feeling that much anxiety. Okay. I, I mean, it was definitely like gross. It was and, pretty gross. Yeah, it was really fucking <laughs> gross. Um, but it was. But it was also just kind of so amped up and so heightened that um, 
that yeah, I I never really felt like I was never I was never really feeling dread at that point. Mm. At that point, it was kind of more like okay, I know what's going on now, and now it's just will will the heroes get out or won't they? And uh, there so so there wasn't as much suspense in it. So I think yeah, maybe in a way because if 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 horror if horror's success has to be gauged on the dread that it instills in the audience, then yeah, I think this film, this film's higher priority was definitely the, the satire and the message than, than the dread that it was trying to instill. Cause when I compare it to other rec- like recent, um, horror satires, like for example, a get out or an us, um, those movies are still work very effectively as a horror, in fact, I think that they're horror movies first. Yeah, uh, and then the satire is just another layer to it. Yeah, I feel I, like- I will. I will agree with everything you say, having not seen either <laughs> of them. But I'm gonna. But I'll. But I will. I will affirm what you say and take Thank your word you. for it because you're also very well versed in horror, anyway. So, Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I feel so. I feel like this movie uh, is a satire first. Yeah. And horror movie second. And also the fact that it's uh, body horror, I think, affects it because, like, at the very beginning, like you're saying, it does try to create an atmosphere. Yeah. But then once we get really, really locked down into the body horror, the atmosphere really goes out the window. Yeah. And it's all about the gross-out effects. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. And and I was a little impressed, too, because, like, it's also a really bright movie. Yeah, like, there's not a lot of nighttime going on. Right. And, and even, even the night, the night scenes is are, are pretty well pretty lit. Bright. It's California. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Beverly Hills. Yeah. Yes. All the beautiful shots of the mansions from outside, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, um, <laughs> so, so, uh, so, yeah. So, so in a way, it, it, it kind of makes the beginning of the film all the more impressive because there was definitely... Yeah, I was definitely feeling a fair bit of dread about like what it was that this hero character is clearly mm-hmm. grappling with right. in the very beginning. But then, yeah, as as it continues to thread out the story and as it's feeding more details about you know the society and you know we get this whole conspiracy that he's trying to unravel. Um, yeah, definitely, it definitely does sort of abandon the horror in a way, but 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 not completely because it's still throwing in those subtle touches. Like I'm I'm trying to think now of like all the different you know quote unquote horror things that happen in the second half, and all I can really think of is like that he he gets hospitalized and you have that brief sequence in the hospital yeah. that's like a little freaky. And then he goes back home. I mean, the shunting is pretty horrific, and, and, and yeah, yeah, the shunt, yeah, the shunting is horrific. And again, may, maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm being a little too hard on it, partially because of technical limitations. Right. I don't know how high budget this movie was. Probably not that much. Because right? I mean, I mean, I no, I agree with you that the atmosphere isn't quite there, and and yeah. it's a it's played for gross out because it's all body horror. Yeah. But when you really think about it, the whole aspect of someone melding with your body and sucking out your life force that is yeah. pretty horrific. Yeah, I think the idea of it. It's just yeah, I think. It's it's the way though that then they kind of have all those beats of 
Well, I think it's a couple things. I think it's it's it, the acting choices. It's that broken they, up weirdly. I will yeah, yeah. That. It's yeah, and and it, it's it's. I think the fact that like you know because because it's it's a massive party scene. So mm-hmm. you've got an like, orgy, tons and t- so, if you yeah, will. So you, yeah, it's a or, an orgy <laughs> of acting, and um. So you so you've got all these actors, and it's clear that the director was like, okay, go big, right? Like and. Uh, and so I, I I wonder if if there was a different directorial choice that could be made that would make it more horrifying and feel a little less goofy. Um, also, I think that like by the time he gets up to his parents' bedroom and like you know mom and sis are one person and dad's face is in his own ass and he says I am a butthead <laughs> it, like that. Like there's there's no horror, bro. There. There's no like, there's horror. No, there. Yeah, there's no horror. There's no dread. It's just. Hilarious, just goofy, and I'm, yeah. and I was happy for the butthead callback because I loved his line "fuck you, butthead." Right, like, that's just very eighties. Such a dumb fucking line. It's and, also um, really, really great to get a a a, a, a gif from this movie, a butthead gif from the movie. Like, it, it exists. Yeah, you can find it on Google, and then like I, w- I have one saved because like I found I found use for it where I just like I, I would hope you know I would I would sincerely <laughs> hope you got a lot I of am a butthead. <laughs> you just him laughing. No. Um, I need more opportunities for my meats back on the menu, boys. That's my favorite one so far. Uh, so you mentioned the direction. I do want to talk about the filmmakers a little bit because this is actually a very um, Asian-American heavy film. The director, his name is Brian Yuzna. He's Filipino-American. Uh, his background is he started out working uh, on Stuart Gordon films. He helped produce them, that was, such as Reanimator, From Beyond, Dolls. Those are all. Like, Reanimator is another. It's like a comedy uh, horror movie, uh, but it's another like body horror movie. Yeah. So he cut his teeth in that. Um, this was actually his di- directorial debut. This okay. is the first movie that he directed. Uh, how, how many other movies did he? Or how, yeah, how many other movies would you, did he uh, go on to direct? Well, he actually directed a sequel to Reanimator, which is called like uh, Bride of Reanimator, um, and he directed a few other films. They were they were um, developing a sequel to a Society called Society Two Body Modification, but they never <laughs> they never got it quite uh, lifted. I, I don't know. So look, I'm just saying, Society One was on the nose enough, so I think Society Two Body Modification <laughs> a little too much, a little is, too much is a li- like yeah, yeah. One of the surprising things about Brian Yuzna, which uh, a lot of people might not know, yeah. is that he actually co-wrote Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Really? With, with Stuart Gordon. Although he didn't, neither of them directed that movie. Joe Johnston did. And that's, of course, a minor Disney classic from the yeah. 1980s. A certain application of the idea of body horror. In the Kinda, sense of, yeah. You know, just it is body horror, right? Yeah, Shrinking. Well, it's body horror. Yeah. No. Uh, the other guy I wanted to um, call attention to, his name is Joji Tani. Right. But he was born in Osaka, and he's better known as Screaming Mad George. And he is uh, responsible for all the crazy makeup effects in this movie. <laughs> okay. I was, I was wondering if Screaming Mad George was going to come up because uh, I noticed that name during the opening credits. Yeah, and I was Joji like, Tani. I was like, okay, this is, this is a fucking... Look, this movie was made in a year when the name Screaming Mad George would be in the credits, so and, that's great. And you know, he has quite the uh, filmography, quite the resume. He yeah. also worked on Big Trouble in Little China, which is a great movie, and the effects in that one, the body effects, are pretty wild as well. He Ooh. worked on Predator, 
and he worked a nightmare on Elm Street three and four. So he has quite a few, you know, big movies under his belt. I wanted to ask you, so how do you feel? I know we talked about this a little bit, but how do you feel about the quality of the body effects of the special effects? I know you said that they were like you know the limitations of the time. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, look, any 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 movie, any horror movie that you're gonna watch from, you know. But that was all practical. That wasn't CGI. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, look, I I I, I hope I don't come off as like. I hope I don't come off as like necessarily like disparaging the effects because I I do. I think that they were they were very interesting and and very very like boldly conceived mm-hmm. um like like especially by the point where they do turn it up to 11 um I I think that there was definitely a lot of creativity in how they were conceived and and it was pretty seamless like it, it, like you know again I think it's like yeah it's all practical and you know it's of a different time and all that stuff so there's you know there, you're you're kind of seeing some of the seams, but like I I I was definitely impressed by I was definitely impressed by like the 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 kind of how how far they went with like you know all of those different elements mm-hmm. and like the the puppetry and stuff like that. I think um wh- I think where my where my reservations are is more just in like how how well they necessarily served um you know, the genre of horror and right. the dread and how actually scary it was. But like, I, but I think they were pretty great and just like in their own right. Like I, I, I they, like they were really bold. Um, yeah. I mean, like, look, a, a fucking butthead, like a literal <laughs> fucking butthead, like, and, and yeah. pulling like a guy, a guy's, face inside out or through the body. Or, yeah, 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 like like reaching up through his ass, grabbing right. his face and then pulling him inside out. Like that's 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 cool shit. That's real fucking cool shit. Um also like also like mom's mom's legs or dad's arms right. and and sister is between them. Like yeah. Like very weird creative yeah, stuff. Yeah. So so yeah, definitely definitely great design. Mm-hmm. It's just I think I I think if yeah like you said uh, it's definitely satire first and horror right. second so I think by that point in the movie they they were more just going for like you know Billy gross Billy, out laughs pretty yeah, much yeah Billy whatever his fucking name is is uh, wild ride right like, right <laughs> so the shunting um, was originally the film was supposed to have like a slasher type ending. Yeah, but uh, Yuzna decided to that he was going to go for something more s- surreal, and they actually he said that he based it on his um, his nightmares, nightmares yeah. that he had, and when he was talking to screaming Mad George about the effects, uh, one of the uh, influences that they drew on was a Salvador Dali painting called The Great Masturbator. Which Salvador Dali painted in 1929. I have a picture here to show you, and yeah. then we can talk about the connection of the picture to the movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I definitely see that, right. um, and we should definitely, I think, link link the Wikipedia article in the show notes. We, we it'll be in yeah. the show notes. We'll have um, it so you guys can look at the great masturbator. As yeah. Well. Um. But uh, yeah, definitely in terms of that, like, uh, 
that, uh, yeah, that like stretching of the flesh and mm-hmm. like just kind of pulling everything yeah. to wrap it around itself. And the way that the the mouths like melted or melded into the skin of the other person. Yeah, that that effect I liked, and and actually that that was probably I think as scary as it got. Just the fact that well, because because also like I found myself. Like I said, eating and fucking the poor, but it, they're both kind of the same right. thing because, yeah. like, I really threw out a lot of that sequence. I wasn't quite sure what was happening to Blanchard. Like, were they were they violating him? Were they eating him? Mm-hmm. Were they absorbing him? Was he going to become one of them? So, like that, whatever that, it was, it was not pleasant. And, <laughs> yeah, no, I, not um, not how I'd want to spend a third right. day. Um, but uh, like, yeah. So I think that that did that that served what morsels of horror could be found there in terms of that like it's just it's just so grotesque and it's just so blend and it's just all blendy and stretchy and yeah. you don't know where one person ends and another begins so, uh, so yeah so that was really cool what did yeah. you think about the judge character he seemed to be like the ringleader of of society yeah i mean yeah, I mean, I because I feel like he was set up to be an ominous character, but then by the end, he, I mean, I guess they all did because the psychiatrist also he had like the like the Joker face and all that, but at the end, like the judge was pretty much a cartoon. Yeah, very yeah, very much so. I, yeah, both the psychiatrist and the judge were pretty cartoonish, and 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 also I felt like they kind of they. You know, they were definitely, like, setting up the judge with, like, you know, mentions of, like, oh, the judge will be there. Right. Oh, it's the judge's party. and mm-hmm. uh, But they never, I don't know, there was never, there was never this kind of feeling of like, oh, my God, it was the judge this whole time or anything right. like that. It just kind of... um it just kind of felt like, oh, guess this is the boss. And, and especially because I felt like there was... Uh, you know, there was like that bit in the recordings where, like, you know, they're you know they're going to the coming out party, and uh, they say, and you know, parents are explaining what's going to happen, and you know, oh, the host is going to come out and stuff like that, and I was, yeah, and and I was I was waiting for that connection to kind of be made, mm. and I guess they kind of tried to make the judge fit that. Right. You know, close off that loop. But it just kind of, yeah, I I felt like the judge didn't really feel like he was either here or there. I mean, obviously, it's like, you know, it's clear that, you know, it's it's trying to go beyond just like, you know, elites, quote unquote. Like, it's not just everybody who's at the Harvard Yacht Club. It's right. It is the idea that. You know, it's the, uh, the, the police, yeah, the police, the law, yeah. the society, yeah, like me- the med- the medical, right, like everyone's like all in of on it, it, all of it, yeah, everybody is in on it. So, so I get that they they had to give some lip service to right. a judge as well as to because he represents like the guess like the justice system, the justice connectedness. System. Yeah, he was talking exactly. about an internship in Washington, exactly all that stuff. So, like, Politics. yeah, they they kind of plopped him in there, but I I wasn't too. I wasn't I wasn't too impressed by this one. No. Hmm. Now, Yuzna, the director, yeah. later said that the film's mix of paranoia, black humor, satire, and gore alienated mainstream audiences. And I I can kind of see how this movie back in 89 or 92, depending on when you would see it, um 
I, I can see how that w- would this movie would be badly received at the time. I feel like today, though, it plays a lot better to this type of audience today. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, like I mentioned before, there is there is a kind of a prescience to uh, to to what the film is trying to say about the sense that you feel like the powers that there is something corrupt at the heart of the powers that right. be, and um, so so that that aspect of the film I did find pretty impressive for for the time it came out. Mm-hmm. Like I can't think of I can't think of that many films that I saw prior to, you know, prior to, you know, the nineties and the aughts and whatnot that, that really kind of bring that, bring that sort of, uh, bold faced cynicism about society at large. Um, uh, and, and, and I, I think I, I, I don't know too much about like the standards of horror and how much, you know, yeah, I I couldn't say too much like what what the tastes of right. the horror fandom were back in the day. I mean, I guess you know this. What what other movie? What horror, other horror movies would have been contemporary with this? Well, one? the eighties were uh, a big time for the Friday the Thirteenth movies, okay. the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Yeah, uh, some of the uh, the later Halloween movies were also released in the eighties. It was a big time for slasher movies. Yeah, and, um, this, and this is like totally not slasher. Like it's it's right. you know like. It's it's interesting because it, it 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 lightly plays with the trappings right. of like a slasher film. You've but it got definitely you know, horny teenagers yeah. left oh, yeah. and right. In but, fact, uh, the the actress who plays Shauna um, was in Slumber Party Massacre. I think either two or three. I can't remember which one. <laughs> that's that's a title. <laughs> Slumber Party Massacre. Jesus. Yeah, those um, are those are talk about gratuitous sex and violence. I, I am sure. I am. <laughs> I am so very sure, um, but uh, but yeah, yeah, I agree. Like it, it, it plays with those tropes. Yeah, it, it, it like it like lightly toys with them, but there's definitely not there's definitely not necessarily that like. Uh, uh, I, I mean, I guess we will we might talk about this a little bit later, but like there's there's not that same kind of like you know moral policing. There's there's right. not really like a there's not really like a a judgment against the uh, the 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 transgressions of the youth in this right. one, like in this one, or anything. yeah, exactly. Like in this one, the, you know, the, the, the youth who is a little promiscuous, he's, 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 he's pretty much dead on the nose. He's right, right about everything. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. he's so, also a man. So when I know, well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. So, and, um, we're going to go into our wrapping up segments. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, the first one is, Shots! 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 Yeah, I almost, I almost got got most of it. All right, cool. So we're gonna talk about the violence in this movie. Well, before we talk about the quality of the violence, how many deaths were in the movie? Okay, so we got like Blanchard. Blanchard was eating the eating the fuck. Blanchard's definitely dead. Definitely dead. He's gone. Um, Petrie's definitely not dead. Mm. Um, uh, 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 but but uh, Ted is dead. So Ferguson is that. dead. Ted Ferguson. And uh, I think that's it's just two. That's it. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's actually a pretty low body count. It, it gives you 
there's like two fake deaths in the movie. Like you think yeah. that Blanchard dies twice, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> he really only dies once. He only but, dies um, once. But, but, but Petri's not dead. He fakes his own death. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Ferguson gets killed. He turns inside out. There's only two deaths on screen in this movie. Yeah, that's actually that's, that's impressive for some horror, you know? But, I mean, that doesn't mean that it's not a gratuitously violent movie. Do you think that there is violence, gratuitous violence in this oh, movie? Uh, yeah, no, I would say, well, it's. I think whatever it is is gratuitous. I don't know if it's gratuitously violent, per se. It's... Uh, well, I guess I guess by the end it is like you know I mean he literally reaches a hand up a guy's right. ass, pulls his face, <laughs> and then pulls him inside out. So that is pretty gratuitously violent. And they're um, basically like you you said they're violating Blanchard. That's they're they are yeah raping Blanchard. Yeah, much. that yeah that is pretty that is pretty horrendous. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think again screaming his head off. Yeah, no. I mean, and that's the thing. I guess when when I'm unpacking it later, yeah, the the horror of it does make sense. It's just like there's also um, yeah uh, a lot of there, there's a couple of fights like flat out fights. Uh, Ted Ted and uh, and Billy fight it out. They have like yeah, a, they, like yeah, a, their own version a of a times. duel at the end. Yeah, um, yeah, they, they do get out a fair bit. Yeah, uh, Billy definitely gets his face beaten to hell by the end of the movie. One thing that I noticed this time watching. Um, I don't know why I found this interesting. So, like, because I guess it's like it's the difference between a hero and a villain in a movie, like the small differences and when how we, our minds, like subconsciously, like you know, get the signal of who is who, because because both Billy and Ted, they both hit Clarissa, but yeah. Billy slaps her and Ted fucking punches her. Yeah. So I feel like you know, like we. When I was watching that, I was like, oh, Ted, you bastard. But then I was like, wait a minute. I just saw Billy slap the shit out of her and they didn't even register in my in my mind. Yeah. And also, I think because like we, we I guess I, I'm 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 geared to think that that Billy is justified because he's trying to get to the bottom of his paranoia. But but Ted is just being a fucking asshole with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely. Um, yeah. It, it's it, yeah. It was interesting. Kind of. Yeah. Her being on the receiving end. Of, but they of both they both, both them, just like pile both, on poor Clarissa. Yeah. And even fucking Milo, like the like just when Billy's like dancing with her at the party, right. and he's just like, she's a fucking whore, right? Like, like dude, like why you gotta, why gotta, why gotta do, why you gotta be like that? Why you gotta treat her like that? Yeah. Cl- Clarissa is an interesting character, and uh, I want to talk to her uh, about her a little bit more because our next segment is BoobTube. So we're um, going to talk about the gratuitous sex and nudity in this movie. Lots yeah. of nudity. Lo- yeah, a f- yeah, a very a very healthy amount of nudity. Both uh, and body Clarissa- horror and just plain fucking nudity. Yeah, yeah, very much. So that's the thing. Like, yeah, Clarissa definitely accounts for a fair amount of the nudity in the mm-hmm. film. Um, what did you think about her as a character? Do you think that she was she she was our main um, female character in the movie? Yeah, and 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 that's not saying much, right? Like she, yeah. I, I mean, I found her character interesting because she. I mean, for, firstly, this 
I, I don't I don't want to I don't want to jump the gun a little bit before our next section, mm-hmm. but um, right. But but you know she her character is definitely very sexualized, like pretty much. Throughout all the women the are, film. and yeah, pretty much all the women. Shauna are, yeah. and Jenny are pretty um, much sexualized. Yeah, there's there's a lot there's a lot of male gaze. Yeah. Um, in this film, um, but part of it is is in service of the satire, though. I I to yeah to there much, is I yeah. mean there is a lot of gratuitous. I'm not disagreeing with yeah, you yeah, there, yeah, no, but, but a lot of it is but, in service of the of the satire. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I think the, the and I guess that's part of why why I I. I, I guess part of me kind of bemoans how under underbaked uh, Clarissa's character Cl- Clara Clarissa Clarissa mm-hmm. yeah I don't know why I've been getting the name right so far <laughs> right um, but uh, just the fact that like it, it, because it's it seems like she's a part of this society she is part but, of it yeah but but uh, a a but also develops something of a conscience. And why is she struggling, right? We don't really get that answer. Yeah, and and, and I, I... I guess the only thing we get, we're told, is that she loves Billy, but that seems, like you said, very half-baked. Well, that's the thing, yeah. They really don't... Because they, they fuck a couple of times, and that's pretty much it. And, and, I, wasn't, and I wasn't so sure that their relationship wasn't a part of this quote-unquote grand Setting plan. Setting up, right. Because clearly, yeah, clearly he's, yeah. he is being set up. Right and and it and it feels like she was a part of that setup definitely and they and they never and there's never really a point where they where they give us a reason why she would have second thoughts it seems really like doesn't she really kind of just like tags along when he's paranoid she absorbs his violence when he freaks out right. and and that's pretty much it and then she's shitty to her own mom too is her mom supposed to be a part of the society because here's the other thing too like i was interested in the fact that she like um she 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 treats her own mother like shit right and her mother keeps eating hair and coughing up hairballs her her mom is uh, to me she's definitely part of society but i i really wanted there to be a reason for that type of relationship which i didn't get and i thought i thought that the first time i saw the movie i thought that that's how they were going to address it was that something happened to her mom that made her brain like that and that's why she clarissa um that that makes her receptive to the idea of, of rebelling against society. A little bit. But but again, it's like she she so clearly has like no sympathy or remorse right. for her own mother. Right. Um and it turns out that the mom is just played as like a comic relief character pretty yeah. much. Because I, I really much don't I, I, I really don't think that she serves the story at all other yeah. than a, a comic relief. N- yeah. N- yeah. She doesn't have to be in the story at all. Pretty much, yeah, I agree with that, and 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 it's weird too because I think like you know you you have like that line that Milo has when again he's kind of like you know talking shit about Clarissa to right. Billy, and he's like, "Have you seen her mom?" and stuff like that. Yeah, and it's just so so I felt like there there may have been something there like about set up. Mm-hmm. well you you may you you had potential there for uh, you know a different kind of alienated relationship between a child and a parent. Like to to contrast with the relationship that Billy has with his parents, the right. fact that he feels like an outsider to them, yeah. Um, and and it seemed like they were kind of trying to set up right. like the reverse of that for Clarissa and her mother. That mm-hmm. her mother maybe is is the outsider to Clarissa, right. who who is, who just kind of 
is on the inside, but also it has this mother who's kind of shut up in the basement or something mm-hmm. like that. So, uh, it, it, but yeah, all, all very underbaked. So, um, yeah, that was one of the disappointing things in the movie to me was uh, the lack of development there with Clarissa and her, and her backstory, I guess, pretty much. Yeah. Now that actress though, she's a very uh, interesting person. Her name, Devin DeVasquez. She was born in new Orleans she was the June 1985 Playboy centerfold. Okay. Um, which I guess is one of the reasons she was in this movie. I don't know. But um, she did make a, a few other movies, but now she's, she's not really an actress anymore. Uh, she has uh, her own business called Devron Enterprises. And I found this interesting tidbit of, of uh, trivia about her that I wanted to share just to say, you know, like how good of a person she seems, at least from this. Um, right after Hurricane Katrina... To help those who were affected by the hurricane, uh, she created um, Devin's kick-ass Cajun seasoning and sold it, offered it through her business, and all the proceeds went to the relief fund for Hurricane Katrina. Right on, right yeah. on. That's that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. She's, what, what was Devron? What was Devron Industries? What was their business? Was it just kind of Devron a, Enterprises? I have no idea. I think that's just her, like her, her sort of a business holding name. Some right. Sort of yeah, that's how she conducts business through Devron Enterprises. So, sounds to me like she's a part of the fucking problem now. She's society, man. Yeah, man. She's part of society, bruh. All these entrepreneurs, the one percenters. Let's compare her character, Clarissa, who we both admit is very underbaked, but also the most developed female character in this movie. Uh, let's compare her to Jenny and Shauna. Yeah. Um, oh as, as you laugh. <laughs> okay, well, let's... Uh, let's uh, poor... Oh, and I guess we the could... Poor, poor, I, I feel for the actress who had to play Shauna, because, man... Oh, my God, right? Ugh, what, a, what a thankless position to be in. Yeah. Um, yeah, Shauna's, yeah, pretty... A, a, it's it's pretty rotten treatment of a character by by your screenwriter. That's for so, sure. So let's um, let's use this moment to to uh, segue into our next segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's problematic. problematic. Uh, yeah, again, yeah. Like I said, I think there's a fair amount of overlap right. between the sex and yeah. and 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 w- a lot of what doesn't age well about this film. And mm-hmm. yeah, certainly just like. Across the board, the 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 female characters are really terribly serviced, but um, Shauna especially, and Shauna especially as just she's like, like the nagging sexed up girlfriend. Yeah, nagging sexed up, you know, just just there purely, to be a cute body. Yeah, she's she is only there to withhold sex from him so that he can get them With up the Clarissa, ladder. Right, like, that's the only that's the only that's reason the only reason she exists in this film, and that's. Not great. Um, and then, and then you got, and then you got Jenny. And then you and, got Jenny. And 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 I guess I would say, like Jenny, I think in in the spectrum of of, of well fleshed female characters in this film between Clarissa and <laughs> right. Shauna. What a what a what, right. what a spectrum we have to work with here. Um, but uh, I I would say Jenny actually. I, I would say the performance was actually pretty good, right? And um, and and I think she was a little more well realized. I guess in 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 some ways, even though ultimately, yes, yeah, she's in on it, and, and clearly there's a lot of artifice going on. But there there was something I kind of liked about about Jenny and uh, 
Jenny and Bill's dynamic at the beginning. Yeah. It's clear that there's like a lot of a, of like sort of natural affection Brother, between them. Thing. And um, yeah, and and then uh, and then all that and then all that incest stuff happens and all. When that, I first like, saw the movie, I definitely thought that that uh, Jenny would turn out to be an ally because I was like, well, they grew up together. Yeah, but then it, she's totally. She totally buys into the whole society thing. Yeah, and 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 I think you know she definitely. What and Jenny is definitely painted as like a very very simplistic like right. female archetype yeah. of just oh, yeah. like you know that that her her pretty much her her first shots of the film are like her preening in front of the mirror yeah. and um all that stuff. Um, and, 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 you know, obviously in very, very revealing underwear, specifically just like the high waisted, yeah, the high waisted, -waisted cheeky panties and like, yeah. Is that really a thing? I wonder, like, because I feel like every time I see a movie from like the late eighties, early nineties, like all the swimwear and underwear is like high waisted. I'm like, that couldn't have been comfortable. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, women's wear. Is something that uh, I just I, I just don't have a depth of knowledge. About. Right, <laughs> neither do I. Yeah, <laughs> but um, um, so we could actually throw in uh, the mom character here if we're going to talk about the female characters. Uh, yeah, Nan Whitney is her her character name. Um, well, both of the parents we could talk a little bit about them, but um, uh, especially like, do you think that? I mean, obviously the whole incest thing. Is pretty problematic, I guess you could. Yeah, think and one well, and and like the, uh, it's definitely I think it's 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 a part of it's definitely a part of the satire right. and a part of the and a part of the you know what what he's trying to say about society that but like that you know the 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 haves they just keep it they just keep it to themselves yeah they keep it in the family and mm-hmm. and that it is that is this tight knit group right that all just you know fuck yeah and meld and right. eat. Um, so, so I get that aspect of it. Um, and, and, and also what, and it has, it, and it, it serves the dual purpose of being about, about this society, uh, that, that is so insular and also being that kind of, you know, horrifying taboo thing mm-hmm. that you can't, you can't dare, you don't dare broach the subject right. of too. So like it's, 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 it's actually a smart thing to put in there. Um, but also clearly they, they mix it up with like incest fantasy and very, by making it very, it, it feels very, titillating at the same time it is very you know like that's 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 kind of the thing when i think about sex in media is kind of the question of like is is it there to is it there to move the story forward or is it there to titillate the audience Mm -hmm. and and you know again like i said there's a ton of male gaze in this film yeah. there's like just you know so many bits of female nudity that are very clearly choreographed to 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 keep the guys happy right and uh so i think so so i think that you know the you know mixing up the incest stuff and that right. they do that in a way that it, that that stuff that element does serve you know 
those two functions I mentioned before, right. but then there is that other, you know, the fact that they do also play it up in this weird kind of cutesy pornographic way mm-hmm. too. Even like the scene where he's uh, sneaking into her um, room to borrow the suntan lotion. Yeah. And he sees um, her through the shower door. Yeah. Like her body reversed. Like her and- body's like all fucked up in there. But the the interesting thing to me was even in that moment. So her, like, the fake body, the fucked up body, has these huge breasts. Yeah, that the actress clearly does not have. Yeah, and I thought that that was a, like a really weird choice. But you know, that's like part of that titillation that you're talking about. It's like, yeah, we're seeing something fucked up, but don't worry, guys. There's boobs attached to it. <laughs> yeah, a little bit too. When also because like you know it, it it and and it and it clearly is enough to make him curious enough to draw to him open in. the freaking shower um, door and, and again your sister that, and again uh, not that I would know this personally but like you know <clears throat> that you know that 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 trope of you know the the brother you know walking right. in on his sister thing right. in pornography Billy it's, what are you doing a, a staple a staple a classic staple of the of the pawn industry. It's a, so. it's a, it's basically a Pornhub category. Walking in on your sister in the bathroom. Yeah, pretty much, pretty <laughs> much. All right. So, what are your final thoughts about society? Do you think it's a good movie, an okay movie, a crappy movie, a great <laughs> movie? Um, I, you know, I, 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 I wasn't mad. I saw it. I, I would, I would, I would say like I, I was glad to, I was glad to see it. Um, I think. I, I was glad to see it in the wake of uh, Parasite in a way. I'm, I was glad to kind of have another another piece of uh, societal and and uh, sort of cl- uh, class and and inequality critique uh, media to to kind of wrap my head around. Um, I, 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 I definitely see why you mentioned Parasite to Mm -hmm. me when you were talking about the movie. Um, I I do think uh, Parasite's... Parasite's core conceit is much more... is much more driven by, like, the economics a little bit, in a way, than this film is. I think that this film... This film doesn't as much deal with, like, the, the actual consequences of of uh, of this kind of you know differentiation between mm-hmm. the the chosen elite society and the rest of us who they like like on like on the one hand yes you know they 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 eat slash fuck you know hapless poor people right. in their orgies but that's that's pretty far removed from like that 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 idea while while on the one hand yes the rich raping society is you know it's it's a pretty common it's a pretty common you know turn of phrase right. to say but it's also pretty far removed from uh it's it's pretty far removed from the 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 sort of the reality of what what that kind of you know wealth inequality actually does to society there's not there's not as much reckoning with it the movie pretty much the movie pretty much lives in the in the kind of the the, the reveling of 
of you know living the good life in Beverly Hills a right. little bit. Yeah. Um. So so I I think Parasite. If if I were to try to compare the two, mm-hmm. I mean obviously it's it's tough to compare the two because they're completely different films, right. completely different times, all and, that stuff. Parasite. So I, I, Parasite I, is I'm not way better. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, no. And I I I don't even think it's it's not even at all fair to compare them. They just I, have just, similar themes. Yeah. It's just I yeah I, I think it's it's worth mentioning it and 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 sort of seeing it through that lens. And I think I wouldn't. I maybe wouldn't have even had as much appreciation for what this film is trying to say without having, with, with, without just the conversations that right. we're having now and the conversations that Parasite inspired. So, um, because the whole shunting yeah. process is a, a very much a parasitical relationship in a way. It is. It is. It but, very much is. But like, I, but yeah. I feel like uh, the, the, so Parasite first of all really hides the metaphor better because this one yeah like you're saying it, it wears the satire on its sleeve it's like right there out in the open yeah definitely. um parasite is a much much more murkier yeah. um but also parasite kind of takes it a step further because it it's not just about what the rich do to the poor but what about what the poor do to the rich too yeah. like one and one also just like i think it's 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 like the 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 lengths it's 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 the lengths that people right. are driven to um to to just to just get by right and um uh, yeah is 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 was kind of my big whereas whereas this one billy billy's whole uh impetus is his external conflict is about getting out of that society it's not about how he makes it in society the whole time he even when he thinks that it's all in his head, he clearly doesn't want to be a part of it. Yeah. And he feels like he doesn't belong. But it's not like he's struggling to, you know, it would be interesting to see a version of this movie where Billy tries to fit in to with the uh, aliens. And even though he can't change his body to be that way, but like maybe he tries to work in service of, of their goals and tries to like bring in sacrifices or something. Yeah. Like that that would kind of that would, that would I think still play with the same satirical message but kind of add another layer like to that about how the the lengths that we would go to fit in with society. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 probably would be the the first step to a to a, a modern adaptation. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Right. Um so what were uh, what were your thoughts? So uh, how how do you where, where do you come away from it at the end of the day? Well, uh like so I've, as we've talked in the past, I am uh I'm a movie buff, but I, within that niche I I'm also a, a horror movie buff, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, and so when I look at this movie, I, I compare it to my love of the genre and other horror movies that I've seen. Um, with with an even body horror, I think that there are stronger body horror movies. Yeah. Um, but I feel that this movie, and I, this is the third time that I've seen it, and it kind of grows on me every time that I see it. I feel like... Just the way that it's it's goofy, like we're saying, it's goofy, um, and it does try to say something about society, and it has that clear satire. It kind of elevates it from the raunchy schlock B film that it is. Yeah, because there are other like raunchy schlocky B movies from this era that might be technically like better, but they don't really have a lot to say other than. Hey, this is gross, and you're grossed out, and watch me gross you out. But this movie, you know, it actually is like, hey, you know, 
this is the world that we live in and yeah. this is happening maybe not in this way but so I would put it in the good movie category. Yeah. It's not it's not a great movie. Yeah, but. I mean I think I think it it, it definitely it, it really stays on message throughout and I think that that's um that's the so, strength. Of yeah, it. that's yeah, it's it's definitely a sign of of good design. And 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 actually I would say um you mentioning that it's uh that it's the director's uh, directorial debut. Right. I think actually that 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 actually kind of impresses me a little more. Because there were a, way a lot of I interesting it, choices. Yeah, and it, and and it has a decent amount of focus. Um, yeah, it uh, does. I think I yeah, because I think the only the only really horribly unfocused thing about it that really kind of distracts from what it's trying to do is uh, Clarissa's mother. Right. Like that's the only thing I can think of that really pulls me out of it. The rest of it, it it really you know, it it really. It really does kind of keep its audience where it wants its audience for for most of it, and then obviously I think you know the other shortcomings are just you know um, the a product of its time as far as just you know underfleshed you know women characters. Right, and it's interesting to me again that the filmmakers are predominantly Asian American, especially the director and the makeup designer. Yeah, um, and so I feel like. I, I can clearly see that outside perspective in this movie. Like, I feel like if this movie was made by a white American, it would feel completely different. Yeah. But because it's made by a Filipino American, um, we do get that outsider perspective. Yeah. And and uh, what um what uh, what uh, nationality is uh, the Mad, Screaming Mad George. Mad George. Uh, he's Japanese. He's Japanese. Yeah. Was... Yeah. Well, actually, it's interesting because uh, uh, it's it's been ages since I've seen this movie. But um, uh, now that you mention that, it, it does kind of remind me of Akira a little bit um, mm. in terms of just again that kind of that that stretchy. Right. That stretchy morphing of the body that this film very much plays with. Um, yeah, it has a lot of it has a lot of like Asian, um, not I wouldn't say Asian imagery, but uh, Asian influenced. Yeah, Asian cinema and uh, and media influenced imagery. Yeah, even Clarissa's mom. I feel like that that type of character is a character that would exist in like an anime or a, or a manga. Yeah. That type of like of comic relief character for no reason other than being comic relief. Yeah. Except that in most cases like those types of stories they're still what very well fleshed out yeah. <laughs> because well, you know because yeah. they know how to fucking tell stories. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think that it's a it's a, at the very least it's a very interesting movie and I feel like if you watched it uh, today, hopefully you watched it before listening to um, us talk about it. I feel like it would have been an entertaining movie, and um, it, you would have had a lot of good takeaways from it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but like, like I said, don't I don't regret seeing it. Actually, yeah, at the end of the and day. I actually don't think that this is a movie. Like, I feel like I, I, you know, I was just thinking like, how how would I remake this movie? And definitely, one of the things I would do would be to have stronger female characters. But at the same time, I'm like. This is the kind of movie that really can't be remade, and because, or it could be, but it wouldn't have the same effect at all. Yeah, because like part of it well, is because it. Well, for one thing, it would be accused of trying to to ride on Parasite's coattails. Right. So. But but part of the of the success in a way of the movie is how how schlocky and late eighties. Uh, it's a product of its era, and that's yeah. part of what makes it mullets I think, and all a good experience. The mullet and everything. The yeah. jeep. The jeep wrangler with the hoops mm. on. Indeed. So. Uh, that's it for us. That's the end of our conversation. That yeah. was society. Um, so thank society, you, society, man, society. Let's bring down society. So 
That was 1989 Society, directed by Brian uh, Yuzna. And again, all this information, I'll put the IMDb link on the show notes so you can uh, read more about it. And we hope that you guys join us next time where we will pick another movie to uh, delve into and discuss. Until that time, we want to thank you for listening to GSV. That's Gratuitous Sex and Violence. Now, go watch some movies. Keep it gratuitous, y'all. I hope we're going to have some gratuitous sex and violence. You guys always bring me the very best violence. No relationship. No emotion. Just Just